Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Reverse psychology, while hopefully fun and informative, is not a replacement for therapy. If you're interested in speaking with a therapist, please check out some of the links in our episode description. Also, Diane and I are both deeply passionate about psychology. Common with things you love, we may get frustrated, but at the end of the day, we hold sincere respect for psychology and psychologists. This includes Unethical Corner, which is meant to acknowledge our past so we can highlight our progress and make us all better consumers of research and therapy. Now, on with the show. Do we have any alcohol? Yeah, do you want some? I could really use some right now. Okay, what kind do you want? We have tequila and we have whiskey. Oh, we just have hard liquor. We only have hard liquor. Can you get me some diet root beer and whiskey? Oh, yeah. Make it a strong one because mama's had a bad day. (laughs) And we're live in three, two, one. One. Hey, welcome to Reverse Psychology. It's our podcast. It is. I'm Diana. I'm Mike. And you're here. Yep. You you're made texting. it. I'm not texting. Okay. I'm looking for comments. Mm-hmm. Just in, in general comments? On Reverse Psychology. Oh. So I was like trying to look up what people have suggested to us because there's been a lot of really good suggestions. So I, yeah. I just searched Reverse Psychology. One of the things is a, it's a wardrobe company, clothing company called Reverse Psychology Reversibles. <laughs> Double your wardrobe in half the space. And go crazy while you do it. It's just clothes that you can wear. Backwards? Re- like crisscross? No, like wear a skirt one way and the next day turn it inside out. Reverse psychology of the clothing. We make you want to <laughs> jump, jump off a building, building. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like... Why is it called reverse psychology clothing? Should we give up the name to the far superior reverse psychology of the clothing line? Um, or should we pretend that we're part of them? We, we should sell their clothes on this podcast. Yeah, we should get sponsored. This other public post about reverse psychology, this person saying, I have to reverse psychology myself like three times over sometimes to trick my brain from knowing I'm tricking myself to trick myself to get my stuff done. If you reverse psychology yourself, you have to do it on an odd number. I know. Because if it's an even, you're just psychologizing yourself. You're right. That never works. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. How's your week going? It's good. It's Tuesday. This is the closest under the wire we've ever recorded an episode. Yeah. In all four of the episodes we've recorded. I know. Cutting it close. Well, we did move. We did move. We're in a new live-in recording studio. Yeah. Can you hear a difference? I can hear our guest dog drinking very loudly. I know. Well, the dogs are like on this laminate flooring that we have. They're really tip-tapping. We said tear off the wood, lay down laminate. <laughs> we like it. The guy way. who came in today, the handyman, was like, "What? What is this? Fl- I don't. What is this flooring? Like, is it uh, just all one sheet? Like he thought they just laid down like a giant sheet and then cut around the doors and stuff." I feel like. Everything you've told me about this guy, it sounds like he's throwing shade at us. No, he is really great. He's like, oh, I can get all that trash out of your yard for you because your yeah. deadbeat boyfriend can't do it. No, I mean, there's a there's a t- old TV and a tire in yeah, the I'm trying to back re- corner. Refurbish it. Make some of his money back on the he house. Also, no, he also, he did throw shade at you. He, uh, he asked if the shed that you were building... What you had to give up in the middle because you couldn't figure it out. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, Where'd he get his PhD? dick school okay well hope he's a listener sure he has better he has other qualities yeah he has other yeah. he has other qualities that we don't have yeah 
clearly like tact we bought a house no, we have tact they don't have yeah, that he, has termites in it yeah he doesn't own a house yeah he's probably homeless you've had a hard day yeah i have had a hard day let's talk about my anxiety let's talk about your day I had like maybe three separate panic attacks. That's good. It was, I don't know. It's really hard to say like when one started and the other ended though. Mm, it's like a, it's like a consistent, it's like a jam band concert <laughs> where one attack just merged into the it next was. one. But like when you can tell the new one started, you just like start quietly clapping. You're like, Oh, I like this one too. I did all the hits. Yeah. I did all the extended hits. Oh today. my God. Except yeah. A lot of noodling. After you called me every client that I saw, I'm like, you think your day's been bad. <laughs> you should call my girlfriend. She's having a rough day. <laughs> yeah, I did have a rough day. Yeah. But you know what? Some days are rough days. I had to get out of the house. I had to do some deep breathing. Mm-hmm. What coffee shop did you go to? I do all the strategies on myself that I talk to other people about. You do tummy breathing? Tummy breathing, yeah. Tummy breathing? Tummy, Tommy breathing. You do Tommy breathing? Tommy Bahama breathing. Where you sing to the Who's Tommy? I, I don't know what that is. Oh, is it about a pinball wizard? Oh, Cool. Is this the first episode we've done since we came back from Baltimore too? Yeah. Like, really? No one knows whether or not you're plain fussy. Oh, how did I do? On the way there, it was remarkable. You're you're like a pro traveler. Mm. The way back, it was pretty fussy. Why? Why were you fussy? Why do I think you were fussy? Both. I think you were fussy because we were very tired mm-hmm. and it was very early mm-hmm. and we were trying to get back to then purchase a house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think if you were to average the two flights we took together, mm-hmm. you were What still would you give me? What grade? On the average? So if like the flight there was your midterm and the flight back was the final? Mm-hmm. Is there a curve? <laughs> I would give you, I would give you a solid B. Oh, thanks. I think it was good. Speaking of, we had our first fan art. We did. That was so fun. A, f- a fan meme. Yeah. Someone took something we said, I said, and made it into a meme on a picture of me. I know. That was so fun. Mike fans out there, you got to hop on the memes. Diana's winning. I know. Now I know what it's like to be famous. I know. We can end this podcast now. Yeah, we achieved. Speaking of famous, we have some exciting podcast news. We, I don't don't think we ever talked about it officially, so we are holding a fun, exciting Mm. contest. Yeah. If you are listening to this, you are currently eligible we're looking to double our listenership and so there is a post on the facebook page all about this but if you share that and you get one person one unlucky sap to listen to this and we see our subscription numbers double we will raffle off just a bunch of t-shirts so we will make some shirts we will send you a picture of us making the shirt and we will put whatever you want on it as long as it's loosely related to this podcast or something that we have said. Wait, w- someone's going to get a t-shirt. We're going to ask them, what do you want us? What do you want on your t-shirt? <laughs> what do you want and then we're going to ask them what size they have. And then we're going to ask them, where do you want us to get it? And then at that point, we're going to be like, this looks like a lot of work. Do you just want to get it? <laughs> or here's a gift card to the Gap. Here's a gift card to the Gap. <laughs> Our, yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So we've also gotten some really good feedback from people, friends of ours who listen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we love you guys. The biggest piece of feedback has been about the microphones. Mm. So hopefully we're with these clown nose microphones. We're yeah. going to work through I, that. Yeah. we I put new wind socks on the microphone. We have new mic stands. I have tied both of Diana's hands behind her so she can't touch the microphone while we're talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has headphones on now, so mm-hmm. she gets immediate feedback. We, we heard you, even though you can always hear us, and we're working on it. <laughs> What's the feedback I gave to you, Mike, about... Laugh louder when I make jokes. <laughs> yeah, Mike laughs. 
Mike laughs quietly. I do. Quietly to himself. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't always translate into audio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too true. Oh. Oh, I'd be like that sometime. Oh, we have one more exciting piece of news. Oh, okay. We are also looking for a street team. Uh, I'm going to be making a whole bunch of reverse psychology stickers. If anyone's ever interested, shoot me a message on Facebook or on the on the page. And I'll just mail you some stickers. And you can just slap them on stuff. And then that way, it's, a, it's like a graffiti-style advertisement. This diet root beer and whiskey, whiskey mm-hmm. is really hitting that spot. I know. Isn't it so good? It is really good. It it's is, ridiculous. Um, what is it called? The drink or yeah. the whiskey? The drink. I call it an RB&B. Okay. Root beer and bourbon. It's a cask and crew, a, a rye whiskey from Rochester, New York. It's so good. They're not our sponsor, but I really believe in them. People have been giving us great ideas, and I want to thank people for that. And so some of the episodes that we have in the can, does that mean you're done with them? Yeah. Okay. There's in the can, which means they're done. Okay. In the cans mean we can hear them on the headphones. Okay. In your can means it's in your butt. What's the what's the saying for like in the pipeline? This one's in the pipe right now. Oh, these are all in the pipe right now. These are in the pipe. The pipeline. These are forming a pipeline. And this one is on deck. Uh, Okay, about to bat. This one's at bat. At bat. Okay, so these are in. I think it's a home run. The dugout. No. Yeah, these are on sure. the team. All right. They're trying out for the team. Oh, yeah, they're trying out for the team. Some of them that people have brought up mm. have been like around the correlation between IQ and depression. And along those lines, uh, the correlation between creativity and anxiety, but like also a lot more mental health issues and creativity. The other part of that that's really interesting, our friend Logan brought up, was people who feel like their mental illness is a part of them, like part of who they are and part of their personality. And then like what happens if you get treatment for that? And like some of that you start to maybe chip away at, like are you still yourself? Do you still, what part of that is your personality and what part of that is like who you are? Mm -hmm. So good. My friend Corey wanted us to do an episode on pseudoscience, mm. which I think will be really we'll have great. A really good article for that. Any other things that listeners have told us? I've had some people asking for like mental health and exercise in that relationship. Okay. You like that and one. Fitness, yeah, I like that one a lot. I've heard people asking for substance abuse and just kind of topics within substance abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, video games and aggression. Oh yeah. Would be a right. really fun mm-hmm. one. And then I've had a lot of people who I think would really speak to a lot of these topics in our interest to come on. So I think yeah. as we grow as a studio. Wait, people have asked me, this is absolutely the reason, one of the reasons that I, we want to do this podcast. And I think it's really awesome that famous. this is happening. People asking me, like, how do you find a therapist? Like, what kind of treatment approaches would you recommend? These sorts of things. So I think we should have episodes devoted to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think, I think it would be fun to talk about a couple of specific treatment options mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just what it is and when it works, when it doesn't. So yeah. I think one of the risks of people specializing in the field, I think it's a good thing to specialize, like in, in any field of healthcare. But the, the risk is that if you have a hammer, everything's a nail all of a sudden. Mm. And so... I've seen a lot of clients who will come in and be like, oh, I, I went to my therapist for this problem and they had me do this treatment, which is like not an appropriate treatment for that problem. And a lot of it comes down to people who get specialized in like one or two 
approaches and then kind of practice outside of their competency or mm-hmm. practice outside of what is appropriate. And so I think that would be really interesting to talk about just really common treatments and when is it helpful? When is it not helpful? Yeah. Because there's really no one cure all treatment. Right. Exactly. Otherwise everyone would be cured. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd be out of a job. Yeah. Me too. Be back to stripping. How long do you think we're going to live in this house? At least 30 years. No, that's not how it works. Okay. Well, uh, a year? <laughs> what do you want to live in this house? <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I just, we never talked about like our plan. So I want to get buried in the backyard with everything else, with all the other people yeah. who lived here. That's what it's, that's the joy of owning a property. I'm a white land owning male now. Yeah. I get buried on my property. Okay. Don't take my gun. All right, cool. I bought a gun, by the way, at that pawn shop. Oh, around the corner? Yeah, we buy golden guns. Yeah. They also sell golden guns. Oh, good. Guess which one I bought? Gold. Gun. Guns. A gold gun. No, that one was so expensive. <laughs> yeah. And also, it did not look... It's gaudy. Yeah. I, I love it. that artist. Gaudy? Yeah. Who's that? It's an artist. He's an artist. Spanish artist. Oh. Oh, Gaudet. Oh, no, no, no. He's an architect. Gaudi. He's a Spanish architect. Okay. Built the La, Sagra- La Sagrada Familia. Those... Heard of it much? No, none. Been to Barcelona? No. Right. You know this. <laughs> I don't know that. You know. I don't know that. I haven't been. I don't know that. Okay, no. Let's get to business. Like I don't, I know people love to hear us talk back and forth and banter, but Mike, it's your topic today. Okay. Diana, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Because I love you. But you are. But have you ever experienced an interaction with a person who yes. is... Okay. All right. Part A, <laughs> nailed it. You're on board. Listeners, have you ever spoken to a person? Good. So, have you ever had this experience where you're talking to someone about a topic and they are clearly... Listening. No. They, they, they are very entrenched in their argument. Mm. And regardless of what facts or data you can give them right they're just hammering at home where yeah. they're trusting what they believe sure much more than the facts you're giving my dad okay let's talk about that where you that's what you were pulling oh for, and right? that's what i was assuming you're gonna say yeah 100 percent. i mean because it did happen yesterday yeah because i got a phone call that started with do you know what the difference between global warming and climate change is that is a trap yeah, I was like, run, it's a trap. So, yes, I know and exactly. Did, and did you take the bait? I was saying, you know what? Ugh. Sometimes I do, and it's you did. so fun. I know, I know, I know you heard me unravel. I yeah. just. You can tell I heard it because I put my headphones in. No, you, I was you did not, but I, I saw the corner of my eye, your face. And then, you, and then as soon as I got off the phone, you said, well, it's a way your dad likes to keep you on the phone for longer. Mm-hmm. It is. I know. That was like a 30-minute conversation. It was sweet that you said that. It's sweet that that's true. Yeah. Because your intention... Did you call him? Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. I, my favorite thing with your dad yeah. is... And I think it's just... It's it's an older style of communication that I, I pick up on with some people where you'll... Oh, you're communicating in the old style. Yeah, you're old school. Either you'll call him or he'll call you, but regardless, the moment that the connection starts, mm, he's already talking. a quarter of the way yep. into a conversation. Talking. And it's, I don't know, I just find it so funny where yeah. your phone will ring and before you can say hello, I can hear him yeah. being like, and so I talked to the guy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't know any of the characters. No, low context always. Yeah, it's. I love it. 
It, I love it because that's it's um it's like it's starting in the middle of a story is what it is. It's like your dad is giving you a bespoke Prairie Home Companion show episode. <laughs> yeah, where he's just like telling a story with like really no plot or mm. ebbs and flows. He's just like, oh, old Leroy was down at the pond. He laughs a lot though while he's telling it. He does. Yeah, yeah. he's enjoying himself. He's having a great time. Yeah. So you know, what can what more can you ask for? Yeah. So why why do you think that ready? happens? Why do you think your dad gets really entrenched in? His beliefs, even if there's facts to dispute. Well, I think we all do, right? Like, no. I mean, not us, but like. No, like ser- in commoners. all seriousness, he, so he watches Fox News. My parents watch Fox News mm. and they, that's their source of information. Yeah. And like, I'm completely distrustful of anything they say that they got from Fox News. But I think that I'm just as biased. Mm-hmm. as he is so i think it makes for uh not a great conversation yeah do you think those conversations make it worse <laughs> yeah for sure i mean we both leave thinking more in favor of the position we went into the conversation with that's what i want to talk to you about today great how we we hang on to our beliefs so strongly mm-hmm. even if we have concrete evidence that it's it's not uh, accurate or it's not helpful. Sure, sure. Why do we do it? Why do we do it? So there's a couple of reasons why we do it. Uh, in a way, I'm actually going to really narrow down to two of like the millions of reasons we do it. The okay. two that I find the most interesting. Maybe we'll just cut this into two episodes depending on how long I talk for. So maybe we need to be more, have a more mindful editing process. Okay. Oh, do you get it? Yes, because I do all the editing. <laughs> no, because we talked about mindful blank. Oh, yeah. We're mindful blanking. Yeah. I mindfully edit it yeah. better. Okay. Okay. What? So I want to go over a couple of specific examples yeah. that we see. It happens in sports a lot. So there's a lot of research looking at just like the best way to draft players in sports or the best ways to run your teams. Mm. And repeatedly teams just go against all that data that they have. So for instance, like it's... Oh, this is like that Moneyball book that you read. Yes. Right? Yes. That I'm like obsessed with. I won't stop talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lot about that where people like to be able to see things. And so they feel like it, it's better to have like a big, strong baseball player that can hit home runs, even though all the stats show that they also strike out way more and they're not really that mm. that valuable to but have. But they bring more fans. Yeah. Well, essentially, yeah, it's, it's, they, they bring more people in because they like to watch home runs. It's a very visual thing, even though... The guy that can walk and get on base is much more valuable and you'll win a lot more with that guy. But you don't want to be putting all your eggs into that basket because in, in a way, one of the biggest reasons why we do this is this this feeling of conformity. We, mm. we don't want to stand out and look like an asshole. Okay. So there is a lot of really cool research looking at all the times that we have a pressure to conform mm-hmm. to doing stuff. Right. Like those early social psych studies of like, yes. is this line longer than that line? Yeah. That's the one I want to talk about. Oh, cool. Ash. S- yes. Ash. A-S-C-H-E. So he was awesome. He was a, a gestalt psychologist. Okay. So social psychology is derived from gestalt psychology. The father of social psychology is Adolf Hitler because he <laughs> was really... Pr- and the the uh, inadvertent father the deadbeat dad of social psychology yeah, yeah, yeah. because he was basically persecuting all these researchers and making it really difficult to do research in Germany. So all these, the the gestalt psychologists fled and came to America and they formed what it is now social psychology. Hmm. Ash was one of those guys, but he was really interested in the social pressure we feel and gets put on us. I honestly, I'm not even lying. I think about that experiment maybe once a week because 
when I'm out doing something in a mm-hmm. store and I feel like, oh, this is like how you're supposed to act in this kind of situation. And like, if something were to go down, like would I act differently or like even just anything I do, like you're the first person to like in a class, you're the first person to raise your hand or you're the first person to do something different. Like that's kind of his deal. Yeah. So the groundwork experiment is he has a research participant come in mm-hmm. and they're in a room and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other participants. But what they don't know is that they're all actors. They show them these slides and on it, it's a bunch of different lines mm-hmm. and they, there's a bunch of trials. The researcher's like, all right, I'm going to go one at a time. I'm going to ask you which line is the longest. Mm-hmm. And they do it so the participant is like late in the line. Right. And every so often in these trials, people will very obviously, like line B is the longest by far. And every single person will say line A. And they found that like overwhelmingly yeah. people yeah. will go with the crowd, even if right. their eyes yeah. can see it. Right. And there's a whole lot of other forms of that research. One really cool and really... I wouldn't say it's unethical, so I'm not going to play the theme song. Mm. But uh, they would do these experiments where they would do things like you would be in a room with four or five other participants, Mm -hmm. all of them actors, and they would like halfway through the experiment start to pump smoke in Mm -hmm. under the door. And if the participants, if the actors don't respond, the participant says nothing. Right. They have an even more fucked up one. This one might be a little, I'm going to play the theme song. But what they do is you're in a a room. It's another ash experiment. You're in a room and you're doing this test and there's like five other participants in the room. And over the speak, they have like speakers outside the door Mm -hmm. of the sound of a man having a seizure. (laughs) They just blast it. And they find that if no one looks up. What does a seizure sound like? (laughs) Sounds like a seal escape. That's actually what what they played. There's a bunch of seals escaping. Stop it. I don't know. Maybe. It's probably easier to get seal sounds than seizure sounds. But uh, but if if the participants don't react, the person takes that as there's no danger. I'm fine. I shouldn't be doing anything. Mm. But basically, we have this really overwhelming pressure to conform to what's around us. But that gets us in trouble because we have this vested interest as social animals to just kind of confirm what the group thinks, what the group knows. Right. So this is a huge problem in the field of psychology in general with research. And Hitler was the unsanctioned. The two things that they really relied on uh, from the Nazi standpoint Mm -hmm. was social proofing, which is basically like a form of conformity where you look around you to see what's the, what's the appropriate behavior. Right. You get your clues from the environment. Exactly. Exactly. And so they would, they would have people that were like, they would like, they did a really, I mean, it was a very well engineered, horrible thing where they like, would disperse people to be very vocally pro just to give the impression that way more people were for this than not. And so people who were on the fence were much more likely to conform with the popular opinion because it seemed like everyone was, was you know what that actually brings up for me. I'd never put this together until well, always, but until right now when we're talking about social conformity, like how important it is for people to live their truth because there's so many other people who believe or probably think that way that are kind of hiding in the shadows mm-hmm. and don't want to live that same way because no one else is doing it. So mm-hmm. for example, like if the more people who come out and yeah. the more people who are outwardly gay, it makes it a safer place for other people to feel like they can express themselves in that same way. Do you know what that's called? No. Confirmation bias. So basically you hmm. use what you're seeing 
to confirm something you think, uh, but you're missing yourself as a piece of data. So let's so let's say you're in a math class, okay, and you're just like so fucking confused. Always. And, oh, baby, you're smart. I bear. I gotta see. I, I don't grade shame. No, I'm not. I just, I tried really hard. Okay. I barely passed, man. I like, I studied really hard and I barely passed. So, so anyways, so let's say you're back in that class. Yeah. You're really confused. You, you have no idea what's going on. Sure. And you want to say, I don't know, but you look around the room and you right. see that no one, I, yeah, no one's raising their hand. No one's right. asking the questions. Right. And so you say, well, I'm the only one. I'm not going to do this. Right. But with that logic, like if you feel this way, not saying anything, there's a good chance everyone's feeling that way. But it's the same thing with this this conformity where that's one of the pressures because we we make this mistake a lot where we're out, we see a lot of people doing something we don't agree with and we think, I don't believe in that, but I don't want to be the only one. Right. I don't want to be that guy. It feels risky because right. we risk being ostracized. We risk like being the only one. Right. And that's like a terrifying thing. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we don't want to stand out from our peers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Because one of our biggest motivators is to be correct and to be mm-hmm. accurate mm-hmm. and as a society we or as a species we really feel that we know that and so we don't want to like tell someone else they're wrong especially because we trust other people more than we trust ourselves so let me ask you like how Please. does this relate to kind of um things that might present themselves in therapy so a lot of times people will make these these shortcuts okay uh, like heuristics so a lot of this a lot of these are heuristics what is a heuristic and how do you spell it I'm going to take those in reverse order, but thank you for your question. <laughs> H-E-U-R-I-S-T-I-C, heuristic. Can I get the country of origin, please? <laughs> it's Latin. Latin. Can, I, can, you, can you spell the first half of it for me, please? <laughs> um, what, what are heuristics? So heuristics are, they're, they're, they're mental shortcuts. Mm-hmm. The goal of our brain is to be as fast and as e- efficient as possible. So it's mm-hmm. basically a way to save power and save time. We have a lot of these shortcuts. Mm-hmm. I think one, at some point I want to like go over a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Kahneman does a ton of research in this. Yeah. Right. Like he, he basically argues that like you have, you have 10 million experiences. I don't know if that's the number, but like you have so many experiences in the day that your brain does not have the capacity to process all that information. So like you are kind of half processing so much information throughout the day that you just don't, you don't have the energy or resources to devote to that. So, so your brain does a lot of these shortcuts to help you Mm -hmm. kind of get through the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and so that's in, we, we do it exactly to get through the day and we keep doing it because it works well enough. And we very rarely go back to see how often oh, we're inaccurate. You know what he actually does that is really cool. Um, I had one of my classes do it. So you ask people like, do you know, like, do you know what a bike looks like? Like, mm-hmm. can you think of a bike? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows what a bike looks like. Like, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Yeah. I fucking, Fuck you. I yeah. rode a bike. I yeah. started on a bike. I, yeah, my dad was a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I've done bikes yeah. for my entire life. And then I'm a bike bro, bro. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, can you draw a bike? Fuck like, you. You draw a bike. Yeah. No, but can you draw a bike and like represent all of its parts accurately and like yeah, how it works? Hard. It's super hard. It was like people's immediate reaction is like, yeah, yeah, I totally fucking know what a bike is. Yeah. And then you like ask them to 
figure out how to put it together on paper and it's like, oh, I actually, that cognitive shortcut, I just said yes. I have an actual no idea. Right. But it's funny because in our everyday life, if someone says, do you know what a bike looks like? And you say yes. No, like no one's going to be like, right. prove it. Call, yeah. Except my dad. We, 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 we want to get the most bang for our buck. And so our brains will take. Yeah, we do. Oh, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) stop it. You can't do this. So cheesy. I told you to laugh more and you adopted this like (laughs) maniacal personality. Oh, I like it. Um, yeah, he has a, he has a whole field of research that I really want to go into, but basically for this topic, it's basically our brain will look for every opportunity to take shortcuts. Sure. So in the context, all day, every day, all, 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 all day, day, every day. day. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> okay. So in the context of this conformity, our brain will say, "Hey, there are ten people around us that are saying something. If it's probably more accurate, it's it's more reasonable that you're wrong and they're right than ten people are wrong and mm. you're right. But yeah, okay. And so we get this pressure basically where we. We feel like we have some ambiguous data. So this is a time where we really use a lot of these heuristics when things are more ambiguous. And so what they found was that with the um, lion experiment, people were, there was a tipping point where if it was so obvious, mm-hmm. then people would, right. they would go against the crowd. But like the closer it got, the mm-hmm. more we're likely to like tip towards when it is more ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And there's other versions of the experiment where they find that again. But and that, that's why it's also a, a big effect with like the, the smoke one where it's mm. like you see smoke. It could be anything. No one's freaking out. Okay. Like I trust these people's opinions. They would be freaking out if mm-hmm. it was bad. So as far as heuristic, this heuristic goes, means our brains look, they take people as data and say, okay, if X amount of people think this one way, it's probably the best way to go. And it's just a way to to cut out all the problem solving and to cut out all the steps, the, the gathering of data and stuff like that. So let me ask you as a therapist, how do you use this information in therapy? So I, if I see it happening, I mm-hmm. point it out. And so if I see people, so just in the context of people who lean into beliefs, mm-hmm. um, essentially there's a strategy in cognitive therapy where you, basically you, you play both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. You, you basically train the person to work through the, like asking these challenging questions, mm-hmm. looking for the sources of information. That's actually one of the biggest ways to really prevent this conformity. It's the problem is it's slow. It's difficult, but really what you want to do is you want to have multiple uh, sources imp- of information mm-hmm. like, memes never have citations so that's never a reason why you should be like oh did you know that the great the great wall had like completely knocked out the hung dynasty oh it's like the things that on facebook get shared and shared and shared again and like they have no yeah there's foundation. no validity to right it's like look at all this shark with a nail gun attached to its head and then everyone's like oh my god did you see that picture of the shark yeah oh yeah it's because like the truth travels so much slower. So you'll see the ones where it's like a picture of, I saw one saw I saw recently. It was like a picture of a park completely destroyed, and just like litter and trash everywhere. And the caption was like, "This is the liberal rally sure. last weekend." Right. Like mm-hmm. Green New Deal question yeah. mark. But then it gets shared like a million times, and then finally someone's like, "This is a picture from Mardi Gras <laughs> ten years ago." <laughs> yeah. And, but by that time people have seen it, they've moved on. They didn't 
fact check it. They didn't think anything or, about and, it. And they incorporate it into their way of thinking and believing about the world. Absolutely. And it fortifies their way of thinking. Yeah. So well, the the best way, especially if it's like a big thing, is like it's to find find multiple sources of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't just lean into CNN or Fox or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you watch both, you're gonna find these you're going to find the overlapping area where there is that kernel of what's going on. And you're mm-hmm. going to find a lot of stuff that's like, Oh, that's, that's spin. But mm-hmm. it's really hard to identify spin if you're yeah. only getting one source. Well, I think even if you're getting multiple sources, it's hard. I mean, I think that's why like, um, like PolitiFact is really yeah. good, really good to use or like, mm-hmm. um, Snopes, Snopes, the, the AP. Yeah. Like, is, like these kind of fact checking the BBC, ABC, the BBC, AB, ABD, ABD, CBD East Coast family yeah yeah I get all my information from the CBD bottles but yeah so th- so really for this belief over facts the conformity aspect it is a matter of getting information and really trying to slow down a little bit uh, but it's hard because we were so swept up by the time we realized we should have done it we're already like sharing yet another meme and forwarding an email from grandma yeah and totally and the even you and i who kind of know a lot about these things we are just as guilty sometimes as other people like i feel myself emotionally reacting to like pictures i'll see like i can't fucking believe this is happening in this country oh my god it's because trump is a president blah 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 like i have a reaction already like i know i'm doing a cognitive shortcut and i'll just lean into it because i don't because i do feel like he's a really bad person yeah yeah yeah. i i caught myself doing it the other day and i got called out on it and i got so mad both First at the other person, then I realized I was so I was displacing it. It was it was such a low stakes thing too, where I saw this meme like a while ago that like Mr. Rogers was in the Marines, you know, like covered in tattoos. And there's like a picture of it. And I saw it, did not fact check it, and I'm like, oh cool, that's a fact I'm gonna repeat <laughs> so often. And I did a bunch at work. And then uh, a client who had like previous experience in the military was like that's not accurate. He actually wasn't in the Marines. And I go, oh, no, he totally was. B- totally doubled down. And <laughs> he, he, without looking away from me, like just locked eyes and goes, last weekend I watched a documentary where both he was shirtless without tattoos. Good. And Good. He, he said, there's a rumor I was in the Marines. I wasn't. And I was like, why were you fucking watching a documentary with shirtless Mr. Rogers, weirdo? Oh, that's sad. I got mad at him. And then I I reflected. I'm like, oh, no, I'm just mad at myself because I like I bit that yeah. so hard. You did. You believed it with all your heart. Bob Ross was in the military, though. He was a drill sergeant. Really? He was in the Air Force. Do you have tattoos? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think you can see him mm. on the show. Okay. He also has a pet chipmunk. I knew that. It's named something. I Its name is something. Peanut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. So, yeah. So... In a nutshell, for this episode, yeah, one reason why we believe we we, we hunker down in our beliefs over facts mm-hmm. because we're swimming in a small pool of the same opinion. Yep, and we're giving into the social pressure. Large pond, large small ideas, fish. small pool. And how do you over? Wait, that? that reminds me of the sign you want to have for the bathroom. Oh, tell everyone about the sign I want in the bathroom. Well, I don't pee in your pool. So don't swim in my bathroom. 
I don't pee in your pool, so stop swimming in our toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a wood-burned sign. Yeah. I want that so bad. Yeah, me too. Okay. I can make it. Maybe I'll get my handyman friend to do it for me so I don't quit halfway through. Yeah, well, apparently Paul thinks you quit halfway through. Paul thinks I'm a quitter. Yeah, well, I mean, the shed is just leaning against the back. I legitimately stopped yesterday because I was burning my hands on the hardware because it was so hot outside. So track down your sources. Find multiple things. Fact check. For the love of God, don't share a meme unless it's about me or Diana. Also, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself. Be yourself. Be somebody and that somebody better be you. I mean, it's hard though. I, that's the thing is like, it's hard to like fly your flag, you know, like be, you, be who you are. Mm-hmm. But like the more that people do that, the more that other people feel like they can be that person as well. Yeah. I think if, if nothing else from this, one of the most important things is that idea of confirmation bias, where if your main reason for not saying or doing something is because no one else is just imagine that everyone else is having that thought. That actually brings it all back to my favorite murder podcast. Cause they're always talking about like, they love true crime. They would go to parties and like talk about like true crime, uh, murder stuff. And then like people would, they would notice people would like maybe kind of start to walk away from them or like not talk as much, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like when you find that group of people who are really into that same thing, then like you can be a champion for that type of behavior. Like there's so many people out there like that who wouldn't have had the the wherewithal to be able to be that free and open about it. Yeah. That's, that's a beautiful sentiment. Thanks. I got to pee really bad. Okay. So let's, let's toss this one in the can. And then when we come back, we have next, more in the pipeline. Yeah, well, in the pipeline, we'll we'll do the part two where we'll talk about a couple other quick reasons. I also yep. want to go a little bit more into like who falls more prey to this, some 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 characteristics. And if you like it, subscribe. And if you get a friend to subscribe, and we double, we'll raffle off some t-shirts. Follow us on Facebook. Get those t-shirts. Reverse psychology. And uh, let maybe me oh, love uh, you too, Mike. What were you gonna say? Nothing. No, I love you. Maybe what? Nothing. Come on, baby. I'll, I'll talk about it next time. Okay. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 I am mildly obsessed with our neighbor. Leroy? Yeah, he's great. He was outside all day on Memorial Day. 100 degree weather. Hun- easily 100 degree weather. He is... He had a full towel around yeah, his neck. Yeah, he is... Um, <laughs> Leroy, if you're li- ever listening to this, I'm a big fan of yours... He is um, a rotund, just <laughs> jolly man. Um, <laughs> he had a full bath towel wrapped around yeah. his neck. Like when we're in place of where normal people, I not normal people, that's shaming. Neurotypical people. No, no, no. Place of where like other people might have like a, like a hand towel or like yeah. a chamois. Yeah. Something like a bandana. Yeah. He, so- had, he had a full <laughs> beach <laughs> towel and he was, I was watching him from the window. So who's the real creep here? And he was, he was just like dancing at his grill at 1030 in the morning. And then I went outside to work on the shed that I never finished. And the she shed, the she shed where, where you have, you have to go and have your periods. And <laughs> he, he was blasting classic rock and just like hammering out like every yeah. fifth lyric. He's a happy guy. I know. He, I've never seen someone more happy. He, yeah. He was dancing and grilling. And then he's like, And then he just go right back to it. And he also knew like 
an eighth of the words to the Joker by Steve Miller band. The only <laughs> word he really hit was he's like gangster love. I was like, fuck, man, I want to be your friend. Yeah, yeah. maybe we'll live next.